Shut up and sit down. What's up, everybody? Guess who's back here on Third Shift live with you? It's me. It's Matt. You know I wouldn't miss episode 128 for the world. So here I am. It's me. Eric's gone. We're not talking to him at all today. No, that's a lie. He's sitting there. He, he looks confused. He looks sad. Eric, say 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 Have, say I, have I just people. been kicked off the podcast for the day? Oh, my God. No one gave Those me the memo. Those two shows were the worst <laughs> I've ever heard. Oh, You're my out. God. You're out. But also save that audio and upload it to Danny so she can put your live reaction okay, in thank the show. You. Appreciate it. But now, but now go. All right. But wait, no. I, I guess I'll let you stick around to tell us how your week was, good sir. Oh, boy, oh, boy. It's been a fantastic week. Work's been wonderful. All sorts of good things going down there. We got a brand new machine. Learn how to use that. Other people learn how to use that. Other people unlearned how to use that. It's been great. <laughs> I get a kick out of it. I, I, I uh, giggle and laugh and do little cartwheels around my little machine. Nope. It's good times. I'm sure everybody's had that experience. Like, all right, who wants to volunteer for some training? You're going to train everybody up. And then, you know, you and some other guy are like, I guess, sure, cool. And then, you know, a couple other people get voluntold to do it and or mm. just volunteer themselves because they don't want to work. You know that. You know how it goes. Yeah. And they hop on in and you sit there all day learning and doing all sorts of stuff. And at the end of the day, you figure out that, well, they didn't learn a single thing. Mm-hmm. They didn't hey, learn. Anybody want to do some practice mm-hmm. runs? Uh, n- no, 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 we're all so no. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I, th- I think I remember. Yeah. Oh, actually, just come on up and check it out. Show me the start button. Uh, Four hours of training, and you don't know where the start button is. <laughs> is it the button that says S-T-O-P? Is that the... Yes. Oh, oh that's that's the other one. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, see. It's Green? I got it. Red? Oh, I don't remember. Is it like the red one? What Red's indicate? What is, what is this, like Christmas? Of, what are we talking about? Green and red buttons. Yeah. So why can't they be blue Do, and black? Doesn't red mean... All I'm gonna red's say. inviting, right? Red means, come on, let's go. Yeah. Red's that... that that color that signifies your body that you're hungry. So it's like you're getting revved mm-hmm. up. Your revved up, ready revved to eat. Up. So if you're yeah. ready to eat, it means it's you're ready, ready to eat the, the books. Yeah, the machine it's... is ready to eat books. Yes. yes. There it is. That's why. We figured it out. We did it. Gosh, Perfect. congratulations to us. Yeah. So if any of you know what I'm talking about, you can you can giggle and laugh because we've experienced that this week. It's been great. Family-wise, chilling. Not much is going on. Tax season, figuring out resources, finances, yeah, a lot of boring stuff. Nobody cares about that. But you got a budget for those six you, Disney trips. You do. You got to do that. Oh, yeah, I got to get it all budget. I can't afford the Olympic broil today. Oh no, it's going <laughs> next towards Thursday the in three weeks. I can afford <laughs> five seventy three. That's right. Go to my Olympic broil. Oh goodness. And video game wise. It's been real slow. Um, I've been in one of those slumps where I kind of, this last week, just fallen off and just been sitting around watching anime, you know, being a total geek, you know, watching all sorts of shows I wouldn't typically watch. I'm like, I need to find a couple new shows on Crunchyroll. What's this one? It's okay. I'll watch three episodes. Okay, I don't really like it. Never mind. What's this one? I'll watch a couple episodes. It's all right. This is also why I tried no (laughs) new shows. It's like, is this something I remember from when I was a kid? Okay, I will watch that again because I know it's good. Yeah, but because oh, there's even 
even back in the days when I was watching anime a ton, you know, you'd get the, the cassette tape. I'm uh-huh. like, all right, those first two episodes, that was all right. Get the second one. These episodes are bad. Uh-huh. Oh. Well, now, now I'm six episodes in, though. So. And that's what you get, you know. But you got to – I've learned over the years to cut my losses. Yeah. I don't if, – if, if it starts to get to that point where I'm like, this is just – what? I quit. I don't go, no, I've already in, I've already got a season in. I'm going. I, I stop. Mm. So, yes, I, I do it. waste time effectively. But at the same time, not really because now I can be like, yeah, I've tried out that one. I've seen that one. I've touched that one. I can talk about that a little bit if you want to. That's fair. And Crunchyroll is free. Mm-hmm. So it's not like back in the day when you really had to know something was good. I guess I still have that mindset. Like, I don't even want to waste any time. It's got to be good. I got to know it's good. Well, I've told you I can give you a good one. Rise of the Shield Hero. Yeah. Boom. <laughs> Done. I don't trust Eric's, I don't trust Eric's recommendations. You I don't just... trust me for nothing. You know? Breaks my heart. Breaks my I heart. I trust you to do this podcast. <laughs> hey, I trust you for two weeks to do a solo show on this podcast. I did it, dang it. I did it. You did it. Bro- See? You made me sad. I trust you for some things. <laughs> uh, and beyond that. So no video games to speak of. However... Today, as of 4 a.m. this morning, I was in Division 2 beta, and oh boy, I'm going to be talking about that a little bit later, so, you know, other than that, nothing, Matt. What about you? What have you been up to? It's been a 5,000 years. I was going to say, everyone else heard bits of it, because they heard some of it in the Uncle Matt's Vacation Travelogue, which you didn't hear, because I know you don't watch the show, or listen to the show. I give you, you don't watch it either. And then I said a little bit more on what you play in Third Shift, which I know you also didn't listen to. So I'm going to say it all right now. I'll do a quicker recap, but some interesting stuff from the Arizona trip that I was on for a week and a half. Hanging out, spending time with family, spending time with cousins, having a great time with good people. Like I always say whenever I do that, it's like it's refreshing. Because everyone around here is ugly and grumpy, and everyone we see just has a sour puss face on. So it's it's awesome to go and spend time with good people and like see smiles and have fun. And be like, wow, look, we're all happy to see each other and we're all having a good time. And we're going to this cool place and we're all enjoying it. Because while it's, you know, close by for you guys, like the they they can go there whenever, it's still cool. You know, it's a cool place. And then we get to see it with fresh eyes and they get to go, oh, look, look how much they had fun there. Uh-huh. Woohoo, cool. So that was a ton of fun. I will go through real quick the the my new favorite bar I've ever been to in my entire life. It's the White Rabbit Speakeasy Cocktail Bar. My cousin and I went out super late drinking that one night. I did tell you that. Uh-huh. We go to this place, and it's just like like an office building wall. Just There's no entrance, no sign, no nothing. There's just stairs down and a guy with a rope. And he goes, hey, guys, let me see some IDs, and what's the password? So you got to get the daily password from their daily email oh, nice. to even get in. But, you know, he checks in. He's like, all right. Go on down and have fun. You go in, you open up the door, just nondescript door, says nothing on it. You open up, you just go into a dark hallway. You step in, there's like cubby holes with like artisanal like cocktail ingredients and like little jars and vials and stuff all along the walls. Go down this hallway, it dead ends. There's nothing. Like there's a there's a black wall over here where there's no no door handle, no nothing. But you look on the on the shelves, that wall that's right in front of you, there's like a little like metal rabbit statue. You grab it, you pull it, the whole wall swings open, and it's full-on, like, speakeasy style. Everyone's dressed up, like, in the 30s, Prohibition style, you know, looking sharp. There's, like, jazz going on on the side. I'm just like, this is the best place I've ever been already because it's so awesome. (laughs) And then 
every drink was just amazing, spot on. I mean, it's, you know, all the super fancy stuff. They're throwing in all the cool mixers and cool oils and, cool, you know, muddling up the herbs fresh and putting them in there. Everything just tasted oh, the greatest thing I've ever had. It was, oh, God, it was so good. Man, was, uh, I don't dream of that. I just dream of that, man. I could never have it. And it was one of those places where you're like, hey, you just have the bartender make you something. Just He just wants to know, do you like it? You know, sweet, spirit forward, what spirit do you want in it? And there's just, here's a random thing he made. And, you know, uh-huh. it's all stuff they know, but it was just, and it was perfect. And while we're sitting there, we're sitting right next to the bartender. She's like, hey, guys, try this thing out. And he gave us this little, you know, maybe like two shots worth. She's like, that's this thing I've been trying to make. And it was like balsamic fig induced this with this other kind of flavoring stuff in it and it was the the, the best thing i've ever had and i was just like hey free shot of this oh god so good sitting there sipping on these quality cocktails um, it was, oh god it was great you're living in a world i can't have matt just and that's what i thought i was sitting there i was like wow this is amazing and i was like even if we had this here, my friends and I would probably go once. I would go forever. Mm-hmm. James, I could sit at home and drink a case of Natty Light for 20 bucks. What is this, $12 for a cocktail here? Like, But it's but it's amazing. Mm-hmm. It tastes so good. Hell yeah. Uh, trust me, even if it was here, I'd love to go. But, you know, I'd mm-hmm. have to be like, well, let me... Let me like chop my finger off and figure out how yeah. I can figure this Find out. Find exactly I mean, which which exactly. one I can have for the whole night. <laughs> let me let me parcel this out, do all this, and I can afford these two, and then I'll mm. drink beforehand and make it so that these ones pump me up. Here we go. <laughs> uh-huh. There you go. <laughs> then other than that, I mean, every single night we're going out to some cool place that you know, some cool local place. There was like a Cornish pasty company place that had all kinds of at least like 30 different kinds of pasties there you could get all kinds of stuff with those great mexican places because obviously it's down south by the border outstanding mexican food there i'm blanking on all the other cool places we went there was like a like a louisiana cajun place every place we went was great it was it was fantastic food all the time then of course while i was down there nxt takeover phoenix royal rumble raw and smackdown went to all of those also had a bunch of like autograph sessions Behind the scenes, we got to walk around backstage, go into, like, see everything that was backstage, go into Gorilla, which is right before they come out, go out on the stage, go down the ramp, be at ringside, touch the ring, be not be in the ring, but be all around the ringside area, pictures, everything, see, you know, wrestlers walking backstage. Some stopped and said hi, you know, they said, hey, you know, don't, don't boo me tonight, you know, just cool little moments that you would never have gotten otherwise, just... Saw Jeff Hardy just posted up on one of those big old, big old chests. They put all the electronic uh-huh. stuff in, just eating some Chinese food out of a thing. It's like, hey guys, good to see you. Thanks for stopping by. You know, I was like, holy shit, that's Jeff Hardy right there. <laughs> he just talked to me. Awesome. Eat some Chinese food. Say what up. It smelled freaking good. Whatever they had in catering sounded smelled awesome. But I don't know. It was just super cool and just something I would I've never done before. So it was it was really awesome. And then. Takeover itself was amazing. Royal Rumble was pretty good too. Raw was outstanding just because of what happened. I said it on What You Play in Third Shift, but the whole like Becky Lynch fandom, like explosion of popularity, it was at its epicenter that whole weekend. So being in a crowd that was that rabid and just manic and wanted to see her and anytime anyone else had a microphone to cut a promo against her, it was just 
raucous booing. Like, I said it on What You Play in Third Shift, but there was a big confrontation, her and Ronda Rousey, setting up for WrestleMania. And Rousey grabbed the mic, and we all booed so much in that building, I couldn't hear a word that was said. Over all the speakers, like rows and rows and stacks of speakers that they got, couldn't hear a word. It was just, it was manic. Everyone jumping up and down, jumping out of their seats, acting a fool. Oh, it was, it was so cool and just, like, infectious. You, you know that energy oh, yeah. when you're in a crowd of just wild people. Uh-huh. Oh, oh, God, it was good. And I, I heard it was awesome, and then I also heard, like, the articles after how, like, she's totally embracing being a bad guy, and everybody's, like, in love with it, and it's really hitting off with the crowd that, you know, enjoys the wrestling. Oh, yeah. So I was like, sweet. I'm glad, glad it's all working out for old Ronda Rousey and, and all that. Good for her. Mm. <laughs> and then after that, went back to, you know, hanging out with the family for a couple of days, went out to Sedona, nice big long drive out there, seeing all the, the beautiful rocks and the beautiful landscape. And then while we're out there, we drove up this mountain to this little old, used to be an old mining town, but it had been like, it got like the, the old town remake because it was all artsy. There were like four breweries up there. We went to this cool burger place and then like up further up in the mountain, there was a hotel there that's apparently haunted because it used to be the insane asylum. They just ship them up the mountain and off you go. So it's just cool being up there, eating good food you know, up this crazy mountain, this little tiny town, and then seeing all these cool, hip art stores and breweries and wineries and places I, I wouldn't have even thought would be up in this little weird-ass town on top of this mountain. Uh-huh. It was really cool. And then while I was up there, I saw the sign, and it was like, hey, here's a print shop over here. We do printing and stuff. And I went, maybe I should just go down there and just be like, hey, you, hire you, guys, you guys need an extra hand? I can just, <laughs> hey, mom, ship my stuff down here. Get some guys to box it up and just... Send it care of crazy old minor town. Send it to Matt at top of the mountain. Perfect. And then, you know, you eventually get back online and, hey, Eric, I'm down here now. Okay. Mm -hmm. Cool. (laughs) I'll I'll be cooking dinner right before we do the show, so it'll just be different. Yep. Okay. Cool beans, man. Still going to be up drink beer? Yep. Okay. (laughs) Yep. And then I came back here and I had to go to work for a week that fucking sucked mm-hmm. that just oh it's same old work but when you're off for a week and a half in a beautiful place with smiling people and having fun coming back to work is not a trust me i understand remember when i went to alaska for three weeks yeah uh, yeah you're right i yeah. came back from that just living in the mountains chasing bears fishing mm-hmm. up these giant enormous delicious fish oh and then i came back and i went what? What's uh, yeah, what is was, life? And that was the same. That was the same year I went out to South Dakota, all by uh-huh. myself, driving around, pristine, beautiful. At least I think at least that time I had about a week before the burnout set back in. This one it was like an hour. I got back and I went, all right, it's not gonna be. <sighs> yeah, it's bad. <laughs> so yeah, work's been great. Work's been fun. On the video game front, I have been playing Ace Combat Seven: Skies Unknown. That's been a lot of fun. It's actually been way harder than I thought it would be. Like, when we talked about it before, the reviews were saying, oh, it's, it's so hard and you know, the, the controls are so complicated. The controls are the exact same as they always have been, so I don't know what that reviewer was talking about. But some of these missions are freaking hard. Like, it's like, some I just didn't do right, because it'll be like, hey, kill all the bombers that are coming in. But they're also, you know, protected by a million fighters. 
So if you just go for the bombers, you have 10 missiles on your ass all the time. But if you get busy with the fighters, bombers just fly away. So it's that balancing act for some of them. But there was one where it was kill a bunch of ground targets. Just do, just wreck shop for like 20 minutes. And I'm like, hell yeah, this is going to be fun. And then I went, oh, there's a score limit. And like an AA gun is like 100 points. And, you know, a SAM launcher is 200. But you had to get like to like 17,000 or maybe it was like 170,000. It was ridiculous. So I was cruising and killing stuff for 20 minutes. And I didn't even make it halfway. But it was one of those ones where second and then third time I played it, it was like, all right, I know where the HVTs are, which you had no idea. Uh-huh. You had no, no way of knowing that the first time. So it's like, well, it's kind of designed to make you fail, but still it's fun. I'm still flying a jet. I'm still shooting missiles. I'm shooting guns. I'm blowing shit up. There's a weird, crazy story. I got my wingmen just all over the comms, just going back and forth, having, having a wild story time. It's great. I love it. It's, it's awesome. And it came with a free download of Ace Combat 5, oh, which nice. is my favorite. Mm-hmm. So. so now you got a classic under your belt that you can play. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And hey, speaking of classics, what is another classic show that we do? It's IG2G. We did episode 46. I've already forgotten. Yeah, it was 46. We did episode <laughs> yeah. 46 this week. Yeah, buddy. It was a fun show. It was indeed. I enjoyed it. You were back in town. It's like, all right. I didn't have to do the IG2G solo. Perfecto. So. Yeah, it was good to get back in the groove. And we actually had a really good conversation about uh, the video game industry and things. So if you want to know more about that, hit up IG2G. And what else you should hit up is the Twitter, the Reddit, the Instagram, your favorite shift code provider. Because what? We got shift codes for Golden mm-hmm. Keys in Borderlands 2. So hit up all of those awesome places. Get yourself some free loot. Indeed you can. Now, of course, you can go get that free loot, but make no mistake, boys and girls, you cannot use it for the hunt, which I think is wrapping up and over at this point. I think so. I think it is, but if you did participate, I wanted to go ahead and give a big shout-out. Hey, congratulations, everybody. Thank you for hopping in there. Thank you for watching the streamers that were playing and all the streamers that were doing it, checking it out, raising money for St. Jude. You guys are amazing. That's fantastic. Every year, such an awesome cause. Congratulations to all those involved. And no, you couldn't have used those wonderful shift codes, but you should have gotten them anyway to have awesome gear and awesome guns to kill psychos with. Okay? Yeah, absolutely. 100% agree. It's always good to raise money for St. Jude's because they do good stuff. No matter what you think about charity or giving. Or children. That, that I mean... Uh, you said it, not me. So Eric's the child hater this time. Uh, <laughs> no, that's that is untrue. <laughs> sort of. <laughs> I liked my kids today. I like my children. Ooh. There you go. So congrats to everybody who was in the hunt. Good job, racing buddy for St. Jude. You guys are awesome. <laughs> oh boy, it's so good. Oh, man, with the shift codes out of the way, Matt, this is where we jump into that wonderful, hey, what's going on at Gearbox? Well, nothing, you guys. Gearbox is quiet as a mouse. Gearbox is saying nothing, talking about nothing. They've been having donuts every Friday. They're still cutting those donuts into quarters. Some mysterious person is still doing this. Uh, Did you see somebody cut the inside of a donut out? They, like, cut the donut in half circularly. No. What? I think I think it was Cullen posted a picture of that. It was either, either Cullen or that other guy. But, yeah, he posted a picture of that. Oh. 
What is going on over there? You know, the the, the donut thing is going too far at Gearbox, all yeah. right? It's not even fun anymore. You know, you, now you're starting to just mutilate donuts and do strange things. I be- Although, <laughs> you, the one thing they need to do that would actually be legit, though, is if they got a jelly donut mm-hmm. and someone came in with a big syringe thing and sucked oh, all the filling. yes. And left just a hollow a donut. A hollow that would husk be good. of a donut, yes. Yes. And put in a really, like you said, a really cool syringe. And then put like a little thing or some decoration around it, so it's like Beatrix. And then tie it into your own game. Boom! Look at that. Yeah, Ooh, you can do it. Yeah. There you go. You're... You'd be like, who who hollowed out that donut? And you'd be like, <laughs> and be like, oh, what's Ash squirting me with? Oh, oh what jelly. The hell's going oh, it's you, oh, Ash. You ah, you rascal. Goose. God. Yeah, I don't know, man. I think if you mutilate food, the next step's mutilating people. So you need to find out whoever's doing this to those donuts. And get them out of there because <laughs> you're going to be in a world of hurt soon, Gearbox. This is how cereal killers start, you're right. If you can mutilate the, the sacred food of donut, you're, what can't you exactly. do? <laughs> you know, that is gold. I would feel worse about cutting up a donut than I would. <laughs> no, not, no, cut it. Cut it, Danny. Cut it. So besides mutilating donuts... The only thing of interest really going on is Sup Motto, a.k.a. Randy Pitchford Jr., a.k.a. Randy from the future, a.k.a. Robot, officially organized by Gearbox to spit out all this crazy jargon to keep us motivated and feeling good. That's right. I forgot he was Cable from the future. Mm -hmm. He came back with the Borderlands (laughs) 3 Technovirus. Thank God, yeah. Oh, yeah. So he I forgot my own. I forgot forgot your own own story for it. Jesus. God, man. I'm keeping it alive. Don't worry. He did post up a new video. Uh, 2K did its little earning, you know, quarterly earnings call for its investors. But nothing new is really said, only that their relationship with Gearbox is still strong. There is an unannounced title that is still going to be coming out before March 2020. Uh, Supmodel claims that it is indeed the Borderlands 3 we've all been waiting for, that his sources tell him this has all been promised, and that, of course, also that the Borderlands remaster is still coming. Uh, which, that's a fact, we've already seen the leaks. So that's not just him talking anymore, that's for real. So, there you go. DTA, Eric. DTA. Oh my gosh, come on. Don't trust anyone, Eric. No, but that was actually like posted on IGN, Kotaku, Polygon, all the stuff, man. Don't trust Don't trust nothing. Don't trust trust anything, period. Nothing's real until it's real, Eric. Randy said that himself. Nothing's real till it's real. Ah, oh, so sad. I'm very, very upset that Gearbox is still not talking about anything. But hey, mm-hmm. we'll keep on looking and we'll keep on waiting. And maybe we'll find an inside source who will tell us all the juicy information. Mayhaps that day when I finally break into the building and wall climb around and when I finally am seen or figured out, they're all going to go, oh, you're the best, Eric, and it's high fives, and let's tell you all the secrets. There's going to be no jail time, no policeman arresting the, me. There's a guy hanging from a grappling hook with, like, an optical camo suit on. Hey, it's just a joke, you guys. Woo-hoo. It's all for fun. It's for the show. You guys are going to love it. Just, just file folders just stuck inside your, your chat. Hey, whatever. So there you go. If you want to check that out and you want to see what he's got to say in all of its full glory, Go check out Supmodel's YouTube website there and check him out because, you know what, he's he's somehow in the know. Maybe, possibly, probably, who knows? I don't. I can't say it. I'm just telling you it's probably Randy Pitchford himself from the future. Mm-hmm. Whatever. Yep. 
And lastly, I've waited. I know this is old news and mm-hmm. all that, but I wanted to wait till Matt was back. Joe King has parted ways with Gearbox. So it's really sad to see him go because he is one of the first ones who paid attention to us, got us up on the community mm-hmm. spotlight, really gave us the old oorah, keep going, you guys are awesome. We, we appreciate what you do. And that gave us the motivation to keep rocking it out. And we have ever yeah. since. And he's also one of the few to ever come on the show, interact with us you know, on, on multiple platforms in multiple ways over the last mm-hmm. couple of years. So it really stinks to see him part ways. We wish it wasn't yeah. so. And I've told you over Twitter, Joe, we are, we're going to miss you. Sorry to see you go. We hope that all works out well. The Joe Shrine has been burning incense and burning them candles every night <laughs> since. And I know you're close. You're going to be in a new position soon, rocking it out. You're going to make millions of dollars. It's going to be fantastic. Yes, I agree. I mean, uh, all I could do is basically reiterate what you said and that it, it is terrible to see him go. I I mean, he was a cool guy to interact with over Twitter and on Twitch and stuff. But then when we had him on the show, it was like a whole other level. You could see what a good, genuine dude he was. I mean, I've said it every time we've had a guest on the show. He was such a good guy, and it was so cool to have him just talk, talk and shop with us, just talk and shop off air, talking on the air, just super open about anything we could ask him about. You know, So I, I definitely wish him all the success in the world, and he's such a good dude and obviously such a talented dude because he's done so much in the past anyway. I, I feel like I could say I, I guarantee he's going to find someplace good and some, something good for him to do. And I just I just wish him all the best, and hopefully, he sticks around on Twitter, and you know lets us know what he's up, what he's up to. Because I definitely want to follow him because I'm a fan of him, the dude, the guy, the good person that we had on the show. So, best of luck to you, Joe, and uh, let us know where you end up. Maybe we'll have you on the show again. You can talk about that cool line of business that you're going into. Oh, indeed, I would love to have him on again whenever he's hooked up wherever he's going to be. And do something else with them because, like you said, it was a great time, and I look forward to it. And with that, farewell, my friend. We're bound for Canaan. I'm traveling through the wilderness. Your company has been delightful. You do not right, leave my this mind at rest. Get out of here. Get out of here. All right. Well, you know, I had to drag it out as long as you guys were going to let me. I had to. (laughs) Danny was going to cut it down to, so look. And then the topic of this week is... Oh, man. All right. So farewell, Joe. We'll see you in the future. And speaking of future, we're hoping that Gearbox does something in the future and lets us know about it. But until then, we got nothing else from them this week. So we're going to move into a couple topics to go ahead and munch our teeth over and have a good time with. We'll start out with Matt. Well, I have the return of a very special segment. It's one that's near and dear to my heart. It's Matt's Indie Game Showcase. Because I, I... I've been watching some trailers for one of these games, and neither of them are out yet, but they're coming soon. But I've been watching trailers for this one for like the past couple weeks, and it's like, all right, I want to talk about it. When's it coming out? No announcement. When's it coming out? No announcement. When's it coming out? Oh, it got announced. So over the past few weeks, I've found trailers for two indie games that I think are super awesome, and especially if you were a fan of Hotline Miami or the concept of Hotline Miami, that kind of like fast, like brutal action 
I think you're going to love both of these games, and you're going to want to keep an eye out for both of them. First up, the most direct comparison I can make is to Hotline Miami with this game. It's called Ape Out. It's by Gabe Cusillo and published by Devolver Digital, coming out on February 28th for PC and Switch. This is a game where you are an ape, and you've got to get out. You're like a big old gorilla, and you're trapped up at the beginning of the stage. You bust out, and you just bust through all these people with guns and weapons and stuff, and you just have to get out of wherever you are. Like, I think the first one, you're, some, you're like in an office building. Maybe you were in a lab getting experimented on. But it's, it's so... There's, you, you really got to watch the trailers for both of these games. When you watch that Ape Out trailer, it's so big and bombastic and brutal, but in a cartoony way. Because your two, your two controls in this game are grab and punch. And as a big old gorilla, if you punch a dude, he goes flying uh, all the way across the room. If he hits a wall, he explodes into this big old blood splatter. So you're just knocking people all around, down the hallways, out the windows of this building you're in. If you grab them, you can hold them as a human shield to block bullets from you know, other people. And then apparently you can also maybe like swoop your hand in and grab their gun. So if you grab a shotgunner you can go around blasting shotgun blasts at all the people that are coming in at you. And then you punch him to throw him, or you can just grab him, throw him into somebody. They both explode into guts. You're going running through. It's really, it's really cool because, God, you really got to watch that trailer because it's so stylish. Like, it's not detailed, but, you, like, you as the gorilla, you're basically just an orange gorilla, like a flat orange mm-hmm. gorilla shape. I saw a clip. I saw a clip of it. I don't know someone. much about it, but I did see a clip of a, a, an individual playing. I don't remember where it was from anymore. He grabbed one of the people, and he dragged him for like a minute and a half through this building, all mm. the way up to a window, and then a sniper just poof, blasted through the, the human. And I was just mm. like, well, that was weird. Okay. <laughs> but it's watching, especially the trailers they've put together, it's so stylish because there's all kinds of visual like filters that come over the top. Like I think the lights go out at one point and then it's like super grainy black and white. And then I've seen like really colorful filters. I've seen enemies with all kinds of big colorful weapons. Like I've seen someone with a flamethrower that has this big, you know, gout of orange coming across the screen. And then one of the other cool things is the soundtrack. It's this like percussive jazzy soundtrack. So it keeps you rolling. It keeps you running. It keeps you motivated. And then what I've also heard is, According to someone on Twitter who I saw said it was actually algorithmically generated, so it will always be different every single run you go through, every level, every stage, every time you play that game. The soundtrack's going to be different. And you also affect it because each kill you get adds a symbol smash to it. So it's like... And it's just, there's just something about this high energy, goofy, over the top cartoonish violence where it's not as detailed as it was in Hotline Miami. Because if if you watch that, it's over the top, but it can get kind of gross, especially with some of the individual kills. This one, I think it's just cartoony enough. You throw him, he goes poof. There's just blood everywhere. There's no like details, no nothing. Ape out, check it out. If you liked Hotline Miami, you're going to like the speed and the pace of this, at least. And then you got that visual flair and that audio flair on top of that. I think people are going to love this. And another thing in that Hotline Miami vibe, even though it's totally different, because Ape Out to Top Down, just like Hotline Miami was, Katana Zero, coming out in March from ASCII Soft and, again, Devolver Digital, puts me in that Hotline Miami vibe, because they describe it as like a a neo-noir, so think like cyberpunk. you got the neons, the dark shadows. This is a side-scrolling action platformer, but it's 
all about playing as this assassin who's going into these buildings, infiltrating, killing security guards. So there's in the trailers, there's a lot of kicking down the door and taking out three guys super fast, zooming around, hitting them with your sword, giant gouts of blood as they're flying and ricocheting all around the room. That kind of fast, frenetic action, planning your way to get through these rooms to kill these people. Totally put me in that Hotline Miami vibe. This one's got... Like I said, it's got 16-bit graphics in that cyberpunk style. Super stylish. The soundtrack's all synthwave, so it puts you in that 80s cyberpunk feel. And the other thing that's got me really excited about this is there's apparently a time manipulation mechanic. Because I've seen like, like a, like a two-second clip in one of the trailers of like a rewind function where it, it goes like old VCR interlay over top. And you see him go and rewind it through the room. So I don't know if you can rewind whenever you want. Maybe that happens when you die. But I've also seen a time slowdown mechanic where there's enemies with guns. And they're pew, pew, pew. So you slow down the time. And you go all like ninja, super neon blur. And as, you come, as you're coming up and a bullet's coming in your face, you can whoosh, deflect it with your sword. Send it straight back at that guy. So it's all twitch, super tight controls, over-the-top action, bright colors, loud synth beats just bumping in your face every time I see a trailer for this I get so excited and it doesn't have a specific release date just March of this year for PC so far I think if you, if you like fast gameplay if you like stylish gameplay you're going to love Katana Zero I love it already and I haven't even been able to play it I mean it's getting awards at all the, the game, game shows it's been demoed at I think it was just at PAX South it's got a best of PAX South from at least a couple different places Oh man, this Jesus all that Christ. talk. Man, I'm excited just, for both of these. It games. makes me think of just an old school Shadow Run. You know, that's mm-hmm. I wish they would make a new Shadow Run, but with mm-hmm. obviously updated graphics. You know, da 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 da. All the rigmarole there, mm-hmm. because what you're talking to me about, and I know it doesn't really relate. That's more of an RPG, but still, just that cyberpunk, that 16 bit, you mm-hmm. know, gritty craziness going on. That's what came to my mind. I'm like, man. Oh, just for that alone, just for that, that, that thought process, this sounds pretty mm-hmm. cool. Yeah, and, and I will say, too, just as an overall capstone to this, obviously I got very excited talking about both, so you can see how excited I am for both. If you like indie games, if you like smaller games, it really benefits you to follow the publishers, indie publishers, like Devolver Digital does both of these games. I would have never heard of either one of them if I didn't follow Devolver themselves on Twitter. Like, I follow Chucklefish, who did Wargroove. Mm. They do all kinds of other indie games, too. And how would I have heard of them? They're not covered super big on Kotaku or IGN or anything. But if you follow indie publishers on Twitter, they're always, you know, retweeting and blowing up stuff or post, you know, posting articles, preview stuff to get you that, that big taste. And obviously, I'm a big indie guy, so I just wanted to spread that word. If you like indie games, if you like smaller stuff, you don't really have to hunt for it yourself. Find these good publishers, and they will point you in those directions. Because, I mean, as soon as they hook up with a cool property like Katana Zero or Ape Out, they're going to want to be blowing it up, too. Mm-hmm. So if you follow them, you can, you can filter down and find all the cool stuff. Yep. I do the same. Everybody I'm interested in, I generally follow on the Twitter, so that way I can keep track of exactly what they're doing. Because you're right. A lot of stuff they do or they're posting never gets talked about in any of the big sites. Like... Mm-hmm. Devolver is one of them I follow, and you're right, exactly that. Yeah. Nothing's ever really said except for any, uh, something huge. Uh, the the uh, Remedy 
is the same way. Like they have all sorts yeah, of cool yeah. little blogs and posts and little podcast interviews that no one ever mentions, no one ever says anything about. Unless you're following them, then you're like, oh, sweet! They just did a whole little interview talking about this level design or that, this, and that, and that. So you can you can mm. keep track of it. So like you said, I I would recommend to anybody on Twitter. Use Twitter for what it should be used for, and that's to keep track yeah. of what cool stuff is happening in the interest you have, instead of going mm-hmm. on with all sorts of ridiculousness that no one cares about. Whatever. So. Yeah. <laughs> that's neither here nor there. God bless it. Well, my interest is politics, so I follow all of my favorite representatives, and I retweet what they have to say, right. and then I make post big yeah, rant on them other see people. See how right they are. All right. Cool beans. God bless them. <laughs> Well, my topic for the night is a, kind of a twofer, a little bit. It's tied in, and that's the Division Private Beta. All right, Division Two Private Beta opened up 4 a.m. this morning. I want to talk about it more at a later date and time because obviously I've only got to play it for about two hours total. But I want to give a little preliminary right now, okay? Just so for you, Matt, and then also for the audience, of course. I'll take it. I, I, see, I'm allowing right. it. I'm, I'm being nice. Here we go. So I pop in. Character creator's not up yet. It just gives you some random builds for you to pick from, and then you pick one and you keep going. You pop in there. Starts off really sweet already. Hey, you need to get to the White House. What? Yes, the White House is indeed your base of operations in Division 2, and it works just like Division 1 did. You get in there, and it's barely there. It's ramshackle. It's just held together with straw, and then you have to build it back up. By going out, completing missions, finding new recruits to bring back and do stuff for you and help build it, just like you did in Division 1, except expanded upon a little bit. Because instead of just going, oh, I've got enough percentages to upgrade this new area. No, now you got to go out and go, oh, hey, look, I hear there's a lady who knows how to do this or that. Go help her out. She'll go back to your base of operations. And all of a sudden, vada-bing, vada-voom, you've got new roofing. You've got crafting stations for this or that. You've got whatever. So they've kind of just integrated it more, made it feel more natural instead of kind of like a weird just mythical thing that was like, hey, get to this number percentage and upgrades happen. Cool beans. (laughs) Beat that mission and you get 14% more towards this side of the base. Exactly. Okay. So they really smoothed that out. I was impressed with that. And then came in contact with enemies. And as I'm running up to a thing, you know, a barricade or a tree or whatever it was. Just I will. Yeah. I noticed that the sticking was much lighter. You could pop down in it, and then you could pop off of it. A lot better than you could in the first one. So that was a huge difference for me. Because in one, I couldn't tell you how many times I'd get so freaking irritated. I'd be like running, and then I'd try to click onto something to, you know, attach to the wall. And it would just like kind of like stand there and just like up against the wall like a moron, you know, getting shot at the whole time. And then I'd hit the wall and actually attach to it. And then I'd be like, okay, i got to get out of here. I'm throwing a grenade. And I'd hit the button, and it, would, it wouldn't let go. It, would, it was, like, sticky. And so I'm sitting there like, get off the wall. Get off the wall. The freaking grenade's about to go off. You know, and boom, I am half dead now. Yeah, it's, see, I would get that a lot, too. I'd either get not being able to stick off of it, or I would just come off, like, like the Teflon wall. Like, I'd be like, oh, I'm just looking around behind me, and all of a sudden I'm standing up. Mm-hmm. What, what? No, but uh, no. Uh, no. <laughs> I'm, down. I'm down. Help me out. Oh, I'm stupid, I guess. Mm-hmm. That's really been streamlined. Getting on the walls, getting off the walls. When you're running towards a wall and you just want to do like a little hop, skip up over it, just tap the O and it's very, it feels very responsive, very good. 
gives you kind of like a lot of leeway, a lot of room. You'll hop right on over and you'll keep going. All of that feels just like it did in Division 1, but just a little bit better. Alright? And then the graphics in this game are stunning. They're still using the Snowdrop engine. Same engine as they did before, but since they've had time, like you said earlier, to master it, to really play with it a lot, you can see. You can see where they've got all the extra detail, all the things going on. Just gorgeous. It, it feels like you're there. It feels like a place that's been in just ruins for over a year now. Very, very cool. Now on a downside, because I want to tie it into this part, I really feel like this is the first game I've seen since the whole PS4, PS4 Pro split where PS4 owners are screwed. Uh, The the load-in is terrible. Like, you'll run up to uh, another agent or a human or whatever, NPC, doesn't matter, and you'll watch Mm. the progression as they... The, the polygons textures and all textures all pop in. And there's no getting around. I thought maybe maybe it's just because I just got on. Maybe I just started. Throughout the entire time I played, it was happening to the environments and to the characters over and over and over again. And it really was bumming me out because I don't know if you see it often or if you know what I'm talking about, but when you run up to a model of a character and it's just their base textures, they look like mm. golems and trolls. Yeah, and then all yeah. of a sudden a layer pops in, another layer, another layer, and all of a sudden now they look cool or neat. Now they look like a face, yeah. yeah. It really was throwing me out of the game when this was happening. Like, I'd, I'd get into a cutscene, and, and they're still trying to, like, load the textures in. So she just looks like some kind of weird, crappy animatronic thing. And I'll, I can't focus on what she was saying. I couldn't really think about anything except for how stupid this looked. And then it popped yeah. in, and it was, everything was okay, but... I didn't like that. I'm not I'm not down with that. I don't appreciate it. I feel like now I'm being forced to get the PS4 Pro. I feel like the reality that we thought was going to happen as soon as the PS4 Pro came out, I think it's finally starting to happen. I think we're finally getting there where these new games are really going to leave the PS4 behind and go, oh, you can still play, but it's garbage. Just, you know, got to work through it. Well, see, I was going to say, oh, you know, it's still just beta. You never That's know. That's very true. But at the same time, here's the here's the area you're going to be able to access in the beta. Mm-hmm. You think they'd be like, all right, drop those assets in so it's a quick load. Yeah. I mean, obviously, it's way more complicated than I could ever imagine. Blah, but blah, no, blah, you're blah. correct. They're only loading a tiny portion of the game. It's just, hey, here's yeah. this nugget for them to play in in the beta. Mm-hmm. You'd think that... And you're going to need to go talk to Ramirez. So mm-hmm. Ramirez should be just like... Not auto-loaded in, but it should be one of the first yeah. things. The base can look crappy if the people look mm-hmm. decent. And then on top of it, I've watched you know people playing already, and they're playing on PS4 Pros. They're playing mostly on PC because that's where most everybody plays at. Which, right. honestly, I have a PC that could run it smooth as butter, but I just wanted to play where my friends are mostly at, so hence I'm on the PS4. Mm-hmm. And... They're not talking about any issues. They're not talking about any problems with this. And I can guarantee you, with mm. the issues I'm having in, in the texture load-in, somebody would have said it by now. It would be an issue. Oh, but yeah. apparently, since everybody's on the high-end PC and, of course, PS4 Pros, with all the fancy TVs and all that garbage, they're not seeing it. So here I am, poor poor Eric, you know, with old original day one ps4 and you know a pretty decent monitor but nothing's fancy fancy yeah it's an issue it's a problem i don't know if it's going to be addressed i doubt it so yeah i mean i've been thinking about it too not for division but you know obviously i had red Uh dead 
I got Ace Combat 7, and I've seen the pictures of it, and it looks photorealistic, and it doesn't on my TV. Uh-huh. But I'm just like, maybe I, sh- maybe I should, but that's a lot of money just for... I'm, tr- I'm trying to figure out a way to do it. You know, through side means and et cetera. Like, you know, I got the the trade-in cash. And then if you trade in your yeah. actual PS4, then you get a little bit more towards it. And I can. You're like half I have enough off, to do but it. But but then all your trade-in But all gone. my trade-in money has gone, yeah. And, of course, my old PS4 is gone. So my big idea in my th- head was to get a second one and have the kids be able to have the original one. And they could play upstairs. And it would be a whole thing. Uh, but there's no way around this. So it's either A, I stick with what I got and suck it up for until holiday season 2020 when PS5 is released, or I just lose all that bonus cash I had laying around to upgrade. And the reason, the only reason I'm really entertaining is not just because of Division, because I'm also getting mm-hmm. Anthem. So between those two games alone, it's like I'm going to be investing a lot of time into that. Both of those. And both of them look way better and run way better on the PS4 Pro. So I'm like, where do you go? I don't appreciate that I've been put into that position. You know, they said it wasn't going to be a big deal. It's going to be little things that made things better. But I'm starting to see big things. And then inside of six months, it was already, oh, it looks amazing Mm -hmm. on PS4 Pro. I mean, it still looks good on PS4. Yeah. Come on. So yeah. that is a downside, and I'll get the last downside out before I am I close on that particular part of it. In the character build, all right, you can pick male, there female. It Here it comes. Here it comes. Now the male's not as bad as the female, and I don't know if this was intentional because they didn't want you picking a female because you're gonna because a lot of gamers oh I'm gonna get a female because then I can look at her butt oh, and stupid things like that. Don't know. I don't mm. know. But all I can tell you is that. I'm picking through. I was like, oh, you know, I always go male in division. I'm going to go male live. But I was like, let's see what the female models all look like. So I'm switching through and switching through. No matter which one I picked, they looked like they had poopy bottom drawers. They looked like they had an old load of poo-poo in their under drawers. They were just sagging down. Looked like problems had happened. <laughs> there was, it, was, it was terrible. Well, you know, it's a hard knock life as a division yeah, agent. No you can't time. find a beautiful oh, yeah. bathroom everywhere with a fancy bidet, right. you know, the White House burned down, you know, come on. You're what do you right. Want? Sometimes you just got to, you know, you put on your division undies and, and you're good to go for and a And you just let it load up. You just let it load up and sag down. So Your division <laughs> brand depends. <laughs> they got the little orange circle. I don't know on. if it's the beta or, I, or if they intentionally chose to make it very, very strange looking. But holy moly, it it's so small and so stupid, but, but it bugs me. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, I'm looking at the character, and I'm like, why do you look like you pooped your pants? I don't understand. You're supposed to be awesome. You're supposed to be a division agent out here rocking and rolling, kicking ass and taking names, and you look like you pooped yourself. I don't know what's happening. I'm confused. Oh. <laughs> I want to see this tweet now from Eric. Hey, dear at the division, why do all my why did all my ladies poop why their pants? Poop and then their four pants. screenshots of your four different agents <laughs> all with their poopy jars running pants. around. <laughs> uh, it's not it's not a real issue, but it is an issue. It bugs it's me. It's a real issue because you see your character. Yeah, it all does. The time. It bugs me. But that's why I'm going to go male. I mean, because I always go male in division anyway. Because if a guy because if a guy poops his pants, that's well, that's fine. what that's what that. I'm, you've seen that a million yeah, I times. Have. I've done it myself. But that's not what I'm talking about. <laughs> the males don't look like that. The males look 
you know, they look a lot better. So it's just the females. And I'm like, why did you make the females poop their pants? You know, I don't know what's going on here. It's confusing me. It's a problem. Those male butts look a lot better. They're nice and tight. They've yeah, got the, the good, pants you know, fit them right, you know. It's okay. The women, it's like these loosey-goose pants with these weird sags in the butt stuff. And it looks like they pooped. And bad. <laughs> <laughs> but that's it. That's enough for that. <laughs> I'm done with that conversation. <laughs> You're gonna kill I just me, want people Jesus. to know. I, just, I need the third shift fans to know. <laughs> they have to know, man. It's important. Now, back to the real. Beyond that, I went and did a couple missions. I went to the theater. I met a fellow uh, division agent, did a rescue mission. Everything played out very smoothly. The enemies were very smart. They would, if, say, they had a turret going, right, and you shot one of them off's turret, that wasn't it. No. The other eight, the other baddies would try to get to that turret to pick it back up to keep shooting at you because they knew that, well, duh, get a turret on this moron, he's going to die. I like that. That was really cool. And these are just regular henchies. And apparently Division 2 promises that the later ones and then the endgame ones are like super smart and intelligent. The AI is really killing it. So I look forward to seeing all that. And, of course, as I go further into this beta, like I said, I'll talk about it more next time. Environment's gorgeous. Agents feel better than they did in Division 1. The missions are very, very in-depth, really make you feel like you're there. The NPCs feel more realistic than they did in Division 1. They're out here actually working, doing stuff. My minor complaint, which isn't really a big deal, is that a lot of them aren't wearing, like, flak jackets and, you know, simple things like that. They're just, like, running around in T-shirts and guns. And then you see, like, a bunch of dead agents hanging out, and you're like, why would you not grab that agent's gear and put it on your body? I know it's a game. I understand, but the militaristic part of me just goes, uh, that this doesn't make any sense. There'd be no rational human. Perfectly good gear. perfectly good gear. He would pick it up and put it on so he doesn't die in one hit. That'd be great. But that's okay. I understand. I get it. It's just stupid stuff. All around Mm -hmm. so far, much better. I'm playing with the Seeker Minds. Don't really have an opinion yet. I... I can say I'm not used to it, so I'm not liking it as much as I did the original Seeker Mine, but that may be just because I'm not used to it yet. And the turret is the turret. That still functions just like it did. Feels good. Feels great. Can't wait to play with it a little bit more. Like I said, I'll update everybody later on. And to end it all, I just wanted to say that I'm appreciating these betas. I'm appreciating the Division 2 beta. I was really cool with the VIP and the open beta for Anthem. Before that, they did their Resident Evil remake one-shot demo. And then there was a couple on, like, the Switch I've played. Basically, like, these demos are just hitting and hitting and hitting for all the games now. Like, they're coming back. And I'm liking this. I'm, I'm getting to, like, try out a ton of games now and just get a feel for them. Be like, oh, that's really neat. Or that sucks. I don't care about it. Never mind. I hope this stays, man. I really do. And this ties in really well with the IG2G uh-huh. conversation. Because if everybody everybody drops a demo and everyone said, oh, it's real problematic to do demos. Yeah, it doesn't make money. Lose but if sales. more of these big, giant games that I wouldn't be able to play otherwise dropped a demo, I could try it out and go, all right, got to get Assassin's Creed because that was amazing. Got to get Division 2 because that was a lot of fun. Anthem, maybe not so much. Or this, maybe not so much. But demos have always sold me mm-hmm. on things. So more demos, more betas. Yeah, I'm on. in the same exact boat. I think it helps. 
it really, like, if it's a game I was interested in, but then I can just go, well, I really was interested in that, and it floated away, I never know what I missed. So, therefore, I'm not sad, mm-hmm. sad. Like, I, I, I do go, oh, no, I would have liked to probably try that. But that's it. When I play a demo or a beta, and I'm like, oh, my God, this is great. This is gold. You know what I do, typically? I go, I don't care. Whatever, I'm buying it. I don't care what I got to do. Click, 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 click. It's done. I got it. I'll make it work. Uh, you just sold a copy. Yeah. You were gonna not otherwise. You weren't otherwise gonna sell. So I've been sold on so many games I wouldn't have bought before, just because it's a free demo. You can just try yeah. it out. Nope. And if I didn't like it, well, I wasn't you gonna buy gonna it, get it anyway. anyway so, so no harm, no foul. It, yeah, and I don't. And I specifically don't download demos for games that I do play because it's just gonna spoil uh-huh. that part anyway. And then I guess if the demo was bad, I wouldn't get it. So. But I, I don't know. I've never had that experience where I've played a demo and gone, ah, just ah, never mind. It's always play the demo. Holy crap! Didn't expect I was going to love that as much as I am. Whoop! I did. Now you got it exactly. So, cut short. Demos, betas, awesome. Games, please make this a thing. Continue to do it. Everybody else, pick up on it and get it out there. Because for me personally, and I'm sure a lot of people our age. It really helps because when I get to actually yeah. touch it, play it, and see it for myself, then that's when you get your claws in me. If it's good, and I was already interested, obviously, that's what really pushes it. Whereas otherwise, I can just justify and go, oh, well, I'll never know what I missed. Oh, well, there we go. Bye. Borderlands 3 demo. Borderlands 3 demo. <laughs> yeah. Wouldn't that be nice? That Man. would be nice. So three copies just care of me, though. You don't need to send it to... I'll get it to those guys, I promise. Mm-hmm. But I'll... Yeah, you'll yeah. get it. We'll all get it. It's going to be fine. Don't worry mm-hmm. about it. <laughs> oh, I forgot to send your beta codes, guys. Oh, man. Oh, man. Woo. Don't do that, Matt. That's grounds for killing. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know Yeah, that, no, probably not know. killing, but... Like, maybe a hit in the head or something. Beer owed. I've had that before. Something like that. I don't know. But, anywho's. I'll give you more updates on the Vision 2 beta next week once I've completed the beta and played as much as I can humanly play. And just short note, keep making demos, keep making those betas, because I really do appreciate it. And what we appreciate is your feedback. So tell us, do you love demos? Do you want to play Division 2? Do you want to deflect bullets with your sword? Do you want to be a crazy ape and just throw people out a window and hear them go, wee, and then hear a cymbal go, in this awesome jazzy soundtrack? Yes, you do. So let me know that. Let us know that via email info at thirdshift.me. Tweet it at us at thirdshiftme. And you know what? Maybe just go on our old dusty, all our old dusty Facebook, blow the dust off, <sighs> and send us a message and say, "Hey guys, still give us a thumbs up, give us a That's heart, right. that beautiful little heart, give us a wow face." <gasps> Ooh. You know what else? You can head on over to that wonderful dusty Patreon. <laughs> I'm just kidding. It's not actually dusty. There's awesome people over there. We treat it just like a tip jar. If you like what you hear, like what you saw, consider throwing us a dollar, two dollars, three dollars, five dollars, ten thousand dollars, or the coveted one million dollars, where we will open up a food line and make sure there's an aisle supplied with babies in jars for you to purchase. Because Matt loves his crazy Hideo Kojimo games, whatever his name is. <laughs> you almost got I was it close. Right. Hideo Kojima. Dang it. I almost had it. So close. That's an accomplishment. So, yes, if you want to be protected by the weird shadow things that you can't see, but sometimes you can see them, and we don't even know what they're there for, in Death Stranding, 
Give us that million dollars. We'll open up the food line. You'll get the baby in the jar. And until that point, this podcast drops every Friday. So we'll be back in your ear holes on the 15th of February for our very next episode. You can find that episode on iTunes, on Stitcher, on Podbean, on Spotify, and on YouTube. And as I always say, if you like what we're doing, you'd like to help us out, please give us a like, a rating, review, a comment, a subscription, any kind of good thing on any of those good services, because it does help us out. And we really do appreciate it. We do indeed. We appreciate those five-star reviews. We really do. We need another one in. The souls have been sucked dry, and we need more food. Please feed me. I've told you. I'm going to come find you if you don't feed us, and I'll feed off of you forcibly. Please, Please feed, feed us. us. Don't make this a reality. Tell me. <laughs> and with that, man, there's nothing left to say except for don't. Don't forget to say Shut up and sit down.